Welcome to the Happiness Experience Podcast, produced by the Better Living Institute and sponsored by AppJudo for your software needs, BulletPad for writing lists on your iPad, and also sponsored by our listeners. That's folks like you. We're Kira and Bill Van Ittersom, and welcome to today's show. Today's title is Creativity Part 6, and we're talking about clutter on the brain. Hello, everyone. Clutter on the brain. Well, what is clutter? I went to Wikipedia, and Wikipedia defines clutter as, number one, a confusing or disorderly state or collection, and number two, a possible symptom of compulsive hoarding. (laughs) Know anybody like that, Bill? (laughs) That's harsh, boy. And that's why I don't think my stuff is clutter. (laughs) Well, it's good, valuable stuff, don't you know? Well, tongue-in-cheek humor aside, there is such a thing as too much of a good thing. So when you're waist-deep in alligators, it may just be time to drain the swamp. Perhaps. (laughs) So, Kira, what are some of the psychological reasons that you studied about decluttering? Well, clutter drains our energy. Clutter can cause you to feel overwhelmed, depressed, and even emotionally spent. And you may not even realize that this disorganized environment that you're in is what's causing all these things. Clutter not only affects your ability to function joyfully, it also steals your creative powers. Well, all of us have things that we absolutely love, and we don't want to think about getting rid of those. Ah, my tools? Hmm. But are many of these things really being used? And that's a question that I'm now starting to ask. And it's a good question. Decluttering is often a work in progress for many of us. It's ongoing for sure. Here's our story. See if you can relate to it. We have several cupboards in our kitchen that are full of dishes that we may never use. Some of them contain fragile chinaware. They're beautifully decorated with lovely, delicate flowers. Yet, they're stuffed in the back of the corner cupboard, and it's not easily accessible, and we never bring them out. And I worry that the kids would destroy them if we used them on a daily basis. So, there they sit, not used and not even seen. And I have another whole cupboard full of glasses and cups that we never touch. They've already been replaced with better ones, and I really do enjoy using the new ones. So the reality is that I'll probably never choose to use those old ones again. I also have boxes of knickknacks that were carefully wrapped and boxed and stuffed into a closet when we last moved, and I haven't even looked at them for over five years. We both have so many different sets of clothes. So when I say sets, they're in different sizes. Some, we've grown skinny and don't need them anymore. And some that are waiting for us to get skinnier so we can start wearing them again. And of course, there's ones that are out of style and there's ones that aren't ever going to be used again. And of course, the old heavy set clothes, we hope to give those away because we never want to fit into those again. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, there's that time challenge of just trying to organize and get things ready to give away. It's a big process. Now, we need to take a break for a sec to thank a sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to talk about keeping a clutter-free environment. Kira just alluded to the fact that it does take energy and it does take time. 
but it does bring you lots of benefits back. So we'll be back to discuss that in a sec. Today's show is sponsored by BulletPad, the fun and intuitive app for writing outlines and organizing your thoughts on your iPad. With BulletPad, you can quickly create a hierarchical list of bullet points, giving structure to your great ideas. BulletPad is an outstanding tool for writers, thinkers, and folks like you. Begin organizing today. Get BulletPad for free. Just go to the App Store on your iPad and search for BulletPad. And we're back. So keeping a clutter-free environment can require a whole new mindset. And this is especially when we're attached to our stuff. (laughs) I'm not attached. Come on. Right. (laughs) Psychologists and others that study clutter and how it affects us know that these excess things in our surroundings can make it hard for us to focus. Also to process new information. Well, the negative effects of messes do impact each person in the household differently. In other words, some people tolerate more or less of the confusion that a mess causes. So some people in the household experience a real depression and a near exhaustion, while others just see it as their normal way of being. Right, and that's because clutter competes with our attention, and it does result in a huge decrease in our ability to perform, and it causes a higher level of stress. So some people are affected, as you say, more than others. I might be one of those who's affected more, and Bill's not affected as much. (laughs) A team of UCLA researchers found that physical clutter can overload people's senses. It can impair some people's ability to even think creatively. So that's a bad shutdown that we don't want to continue, even in our own home. So we want to talk about what can we do about it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what can you do about it? Well, you know, as soon as you throw something away, you need it the very next week. So, you know, it's a hard choice, but there are obvious things that definitely could belong to someone else, either through charitable giving or through garage sailing or through whatever method, taking them to your church to have a bazaar or a sale there. Taking the steps, that's the most important thing. Step number one is to walk through your belongings. Make a list of things as you go from room to room that might fit the giveaway. Right, and try to keep only the things that you really love and that you find actually useful or enjoyable in your life. And then try to get rid of anything that you really haven't used in the last six months and are pretty sure you're not going to use. Now, again, you go back to things like kitchen utensils or handyman tools, and yeah, you may not use a tool for six months. You may not use it for a year. You may not use it for two years, but it still might be handy to keep it. So in that case, better try to find a really good place to put it so it's not going to be in the way. It's not going to sit out on the bench Mm -hmm. where it's always going to be clutter but put it in a safekeeping, properly labeled, so that when the sink breaks again and you need to get your pipe cutting tool or some other tool, boom, there you know, you got it. It is true that we have things that we feel are necessary to keep, and those go on the keeper list. But as Bill said, get organized. 
Now, if you're keeping photos and collectibles and things that you honestly know that you never want to part with, then you do need to get them organized so that you can begin to enjoy them. That means digitizing your photos, putting them on CDs and DVDs for safekeeping. You want to try to find a way to keep copies of all these things, maybe on discs, off-site, so that they'll be protected from things like fire and flood and wind damage. Then you also want to make time to maybe put some printed photos into albums or up on your walls. Nobody can enjoy these things while they're sitting in boxes or in a closet or even perhaps on those CDs and DVDs that are packed away. Right. How can our grandkids enjoy these pictures of their dad and their uncle if no one ever gets to see them? (laughs) They're not in an album. These kids are never going to see them. (laughs) That's right. And they do enjoy seeing them, as I've discovered. In terms of reorganizing, I talked about your kitchen utensils or perhaps your handyman tools, but also your special seasonal items. So in our case, we like to bring things out for Halloween for the grandkids. And we especially like to bring out Thanksgiving and Christmas things. And then, of course, there's New Year's and then there's Valentine's Day and then there's Easter. (laughs) But we can't leave these things strewn around. It's terrible. So we have plastic cases from the hardware store and we have put labels on these and we have them stored properly so that when it's time to put up Halloween decorations, we know right where to go to get them. And it's easily done. And then when Halloween's over, easily put away. Right. So it does take some effort to get organized. But boy, you'll congratulate yourself if you do so. (laughs) Right. So try to keep things neat and tidy and clear out spider webs and vacuum up animal hair and mop all the hard surfaces and keep the dishes washed and put away. Don't let things pile up on your floor. It's just a process, but we have to keep on top of it all the time. And of course, these are the obvious things that every one of us can do without really feeling the pressure of what am I going to keep? What am I going to throw away? Just keeping your spaces neat and tidy, books on the shelves, toys in the toy boxes. And these are great experiences to teach to the little ones. This is really important. Because you need to clear out the spaces in your home so that you feel the flow of this clear, clean energy. Think of it this way. When energy flows, it's positive. But when energy becomes stagnant, it becomes really negative. And it becomes a negative drain on your life and your creativity. When you can keep your energy flowing, you'll quite naturally begin to feel better and to function better too. So this is a natural prescription for happiness. And we recognize that this isn't easy to achieve, especially when you have children and jobs and life's activities getting in your way. But keep in mind that a messy environment can be a very real detriment to your energy and to your overall happiness. And as Bill said, you're teaching your children by your own example. (laughs) Right, exactly. So try to organize your home so that energy is not blocked by your furniture or even other objects. Keep your energy flowing unimpeded as much as possible. I think that's true. Make sure that you have clear pathways through your home for that energy to flow. You want to keep that energy flowing. That's really important. It makes you feel so much better. Now we need to take another break to thank a sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to talk about overconsumption of digital stuff. 
and how this leads to a new form of clutter that really hasn't ever been part of our society or our culture before. So we'll be right back. Also sponsoring our show today is AppJudo, your complete web and mobile application development service. AppJudo uses the best technologies and computer science principles to build attractive and intuitive user interfaces that your customers will easily understand and love to use. Whether you want to design and build a new app or refactor and redesign an existing app, AppJudo can help make your project a success. Visit AppJudo today at www.appjudo.com. And we're back. You know, overconsumption of digital stuff does have the same effect on your brain as physical clutter. And this is all those things like to-do lists and emails and texts and Facebook messages and Twitter messages and Instagram messages. And it sort of never ends, you know. And it certainly was never part of anybody's culture up until the last 20 years. If you look at the thousands of years that man has been banging around on the earth, and only the last 20 has this been a factor. And all of these distractions do have the same kind of impact on your thinking ability and on your creative ability as just regular clutter in your environment. So try limiting the time that you spend with these things and kind of give your brain a break. Well, otherwise, it never gets a chance to fully enter total creative flow, or even to fully process the experiences that you are presently having. That's true. Your brain will be split in many directions. It'll be inefficient at doing the tasks that are right in front of you. It's kind of a prescription for stress, actually. Well, here's the bottom line. Every person in a household, every person in an office has a different tolerance for clutter. Some need the stimulation of overabundance of stuff to help them think, while others, that same overabundance of stuff (laughs) is a heavy burden and a terrible prescription for stress. So set limits on your personal clutter, and when it affects you, you'll know by these symptoms. Well, one of the first ways that you'll know is that you will feel constantly exhausted and You may have trouble thinking clearly. And then when your creative performance is impaired. When you are clearly in mental pain and anguish and out of balance. So these are all symptoms that clutter has gotten the better of you. And it's time, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, to drain the swamp. (laughs) Now, clean surroundings are inviting. We just went to visit a neighbor yesterday, and their place is just so neat and so tidy and so organized and so very clean. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a joy to be there. And it wasn't overly cleaned like, gosh, I couldn't stand to be here or I couldn't be in this environment. It was just really nicely straightened up. And sometimes it's just due to having a better place to put something and a better way of packaging your stuff. Well, I think that's the end of our podcast, Kira. I think you're right, Bill. That is our show for today. Bill and I want to thank you for listening to the Happiness Experience podcast. To subscribe to our show, go to iTunes Podcast and look for Better Living Institute, the Happiness Experience podcast. 
There you'll also find all of our podcasts produced by the Better Living Institute, the Book Talk Podcast, the Healthy Tips Podcast, the Love Stories Podcast, and our two newest podcasts, the Happy Kids Podcast and today's podcast, The Happiness Experience. At the Better Living Institute, we're creating health, wealth, and happiness, one loving conversation at a time. You can also find our podcasts and view all of the great stories, photos, and links that we post by visiting our website at www.betterlivinginstitute.com. While there, please go to our contact page and leave us a comment. Kira and I encourage you to send us your own happiness experiences so we can share them with our listeners on a future show. We'll even give you a plug. You can also like and message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Better Living Institute. In addition, our email address is feedback at betterlivinginstitute.com. We hope you'll listen again next time and remember to share our show with your friends and family. This is Kira and Bill Van Ittersom for the Better Living Institute saying so long for now, everyone. Thank you.